Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. It's time for yet another awesome episode of Your Spiritual Shift Podcast, featuring myself, Carl Gruber, and Jennifer Matthews as your hosts. Now, this is a show where we give you the chance to meet some of the greatest spiritual masters, trance channels, and teachers of light, love, and truth one-on-one. So open your heart and your mind and come with us on this enlightening journey. And if you don't want to miss a single moment of these shows, make sure to click the subscribe button below. And now here is my friend Jennifer Matthews to welcome today's guest. Thank you so much for that, Carl. Well, welcome. And I can genuinely tell you I'm super excited to introduce our show's guest, Jay Grundel. Jay is a quantum intuitive energy healer and a quantum being who travels in all dimensions, directions, and time to work with energy. She's claircognizant and clairsentient and can tap into the innate within, knowing that she is source and a higher self while using intuition to guide her during healing sessions. Plus, she's a certified Reiki master, a light language linguist, and a Tolpakan healer who incorporates light language, Tolpakan healing, and multidimensional energy. Jay's mission statement is, every particle in the universe is energy, therefore there is an energetic solution for every problem. So, hey, Jay, thanks so much for being with us today. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Oh, wow. Um, Thanks for that, Carl. Let's start off, as we do with our, with our interviews, just you telling us your story as to how you came to be doing what you're doing right now. Well, my story starts when I was very young. When I was three years old, I had my first memory of not being in a body. Of course, uh, years of the earth leading me around with all the drama and trauma. And then I really, really started waking up around 2011, 2012. And then I began this level of consciousness about five years ago, where I really started working with energy and learning energy healing and learning how to remove all of my emotions. Mm. And that's when I became Reiki certified. And I learned the biggest shift for me was I learned how to talk to my higher self. And I became, started a relationship with my higher self and I became fully merged with my higher self. And then that opened up my whole world. I would just spend all day asking my higher self thousands of questions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and really remembering and learning who I was. And that is when my real shift took place about five years ago. And of course, it still keeps happening over the last five years. I keep saying, oh, nothing will surprise me. And then something happens and I'm like, oh, wow. That's surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I've had numerous uh, walk-in upgrades over the last five years. I just had another one a few days ago. And my life just keeps elevating and elevating and elevating, and it keeps going faster and faster and faster. Uh, What's about that that, um, appearance when you were three years old? What was that experience? Well, I saw creation. When you were three. I love it. Did you understand what you were seeing at three years old? Well, I kind of did, but because I was so young, I couldn't put words in it. But but what I saw was I saw the light and I knew I was there and I saw the explosion and all the particles of light come out. 
And wow. I really couldn't. Yeah. So for years I had that in me and I really couldn't put it into words until about three years ago. And then that's when I really realized that I was source and that mm -hmm. I was part of source. Yeah. And I believe when I'm done with all of my earth lives that I will merge back into that light. I know I will. I know that I'm merging back into the light and that I'm merging back with source. Wow. And so what did, as you were, because obviously if, if you discovered this at the age of three, as you went through, through your childhood and um, did you have some other experiences? Did your family sort of like, what did they think about it? Did you ever speak to them about it? So no, I never spoke to my family about it because like it's it's hard to describe because I knew I didn't know I was different I thought everybody was like this mm -hmm. but then I knew that it was not safe to talk to my family about it uh well for fear that fear of rejection or fear that they would not understand well my family was uh, my family life was very difficult I found okay. out recently that I'm a blu-ray and that we choose very difficult family oh. situations yep and so my my childhood was very traumatic, um, very abusive. Um, like I, I could communicate with my animals. And like one day I knew that my cat was dying and I came in and told my mom, oh, well, my cat's dying. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, she would just brush me off. In, yeah. in our house, children were meant to be seen and not heard. So a lot of the time I wasn't even allowed to speak at all. So to speak about that was you know I knew would just not be okay and um, when I was nine years old um, one of my best friends passed away and her soul came and talked to me after she passed away now that I knew I could not go into the room and go oh hey Pamela's here and she's yeah. saying yes I mean you know probably my dad would have had me sent away to the loony bin you know so just just one more uh, question about your earlier life did I thought I read on your website that you actually experienced homelessness or being on food stamps and stuff what was that part of your life I did so I think because of the abuse and the trauma I was very sick I started getting sick the moment I was born I've been sick my whole life so I think it was about um two thousand in the early 2000s I became disabled I was on disability and so then I was living in California at the time, up in Tahoe, and it's very expensive to live there. And that's when I lost my career and my ability to work. So I went through the that whole hardship of my life, being homeless. Um, I wasn't all the way homeless. I was living in an old broken down RV in the casino parking lot up in Lake Tahoe. And, um, but it was very cold because of the snow, mm. you know, so it was a struggle. And then in 2011, my guru came into my life. His name is Babaji. And I started a practice of spiritual purification that they do at the ashram, which is earth, air, water, and fire. And my life started to change. I had a very negative, negative brain. My father was a very negative person. And so yeah. I learned it really well from him. So I had to completely rewire and reprogram my brain. And I did that through chanting. So for hours every day, I would sit by the fire and do my spiritual fire and I would chant and I would chant and I would chant. And that's how I rewired my brain. I also started a gratitude practice and I started writing yeah. affirmations all day long. And then for the first time in my life, I became grateful that I was disabled because I could spend 12, 10 to 12 hours a day doing this practice. Yeah. And that's how I changed my life. 
Yeah, I mean, we we know about the the power of gratitude and the affirmations, and yeah, you know, how it can actually how it can actually turn your life around completely. Now, I wanted to go into something that you said. You were talking about um, the blue ray, and you were talking about how those that are in the blue ray often choose to come into a life that is difficult um in order to be able to expand and grow and learn and um can you explain to our listeners a little bit about that um about the blu-ray so i don't know that much about the Mm blu-rays i just found out a few weeks ago that i was one i i know that um we're more of a rare star seed yeah okay not that many of us and i know that we choose really really difficult hard lives yeah it's I mean it's you know I suppose I suppose we're all on different journeys and we've all have got different experiences to learn and different karma to learn and and so I think that um I'm gonna have to research a bit more on that because that's that's quite interesting so well I can I can address the Mm blu-ray a little bit I I have interviewed Christina Hill who channels Othello the Syrian master Mm -hmm. master and that's all uh Syrian Uh, they use blu-ray light to to heal and, and uh, they they actually you know they come to me saying Nabu Aliyah and and use the uh, the blue ray light for healing. It's actually a form of plasma. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I just recently also found out that I had a lot of lifetimes on um, Sirius B. And this last year, I've been studying to become a certified whale and dolphin healer. And yeah, so oh, beautiful. Met- yeah, I have three violet dolphins that came to me about five years ago from my home planet, uh, Neta Barulis. Um, I'm Neta Barulis, which is Kevi Ananda's my home planet. So mm-hmm. I've been working with these three violet dolphins for about five years. And then just since January, so much has opened up. I've met my three golden dolphin guides and I have three white whale guides and they are just activating me and opening me up. And I've woken up to my whole um, one of my lifetimes on Sirius. I don't know how many lifetimes I've had on Sirius. I'll have to explore that. And yeah. Yeah, most definitely. That's that's really that's really interesting. Really cool. So um, so let's let's go into a little bit. I did say in the bio that we were talking about you being a Tolpak and healer. Now, what is a Tolpak and healer? So it's called Topican Healing, yep, and it was the energy um, healing class I took five years ago. And it's basically a healing modality from the angels. Yeah. And the lady that taught it, um, it was her mission in Lemuria, which she did there, that healing modality. And then she brought it and remembered it here on Earth. And so what it is, it's a series of com- commands. And it's you use um, divine muscle testing, which now I just test yes or no's with my body. I actually do it with my vagus nerve. Yep. And so what you would do is you would get um, a light score or a number. Like, let's say, for example, if I want to know how healthy my heart is or how well my heart is functioning, I get a number and I ask my body, you know, how well is my heart functioning today? And I get a number and then I do the healing and then I get a number afterwards. So it's a really, really strong way of knowing whether the healing took place or not. Wow. Okay. It's kind of like going to the doctor. If you have high cholesterol, getting a lab test, the doctor puts you on medication and then you get another lab test afterwards. So, and I Hmm. use so many different kinds of healing modalities that like sometimes, um, like, let's say I want my heart all the way well. 
um, then I'll just keep doing another healing and another healing and another healing until I get it up to the highest possible number that I can. And I'll just keep asking. The other part of Topican healing is there's three guides that we use. Yeah. Uh, for example, the other morning, every morning I check in and I ask, if, is there anything in the Topican healing guides I need to know for myself today? And I get a yes. And then I ask if it's in guide one, two or three, which column, which row. And I got, you know, that I had had a walk in the night before. And so it's a lot, a good way to discover information. Sometimes it'll tell me I'm dehydrated. Sometimes it'll tell me I need a positive morphic field. When I'm clearing entities, I clear a lot of entities and a lot of negative vibrations. Um, sometimes an entity won't clear. And then I'll say, well, is, is the reason in the Tupacan healing guide? It'll usually say yes or no. If it says yes, I'll go to the guide and find out. Like um, I was doing a session on somebody yesterday and an entity was attached to her ascension. So I had to clear it from her. It was blocking her ascension and I had to clear the entity from the ascension before it because it wouldn't clear from her so it's a it's a really good thorough deep way and this lady her name was karen can and she was actually a medical doctor okay so when i learned from her i learned to look at the body medically mm -hmm. so when i heal people that's kind of the approach i take it's a, a bit analytical and a bit third dimensional but um I, I, you know, get a number, whatever their issue is, what I'm healing, if it's a physical healing, I get a number, I do all the different healings on it. And then I, you know, I try to always get it up to 100% if we can, if not, if that, then I ask, I connect with their higher self. Mm -hmm. and I ask them what's for their highest and greatest good, you know, what healing modality is the best. Yeah, excellent. Why is an why does an entity attach itself to a person? Doesn't this entity have something else to do, some other mission? What's the point to doing that, attaching to a human person? Well, what I found out is that the entities are here to stop us from raising our vibration mm -hmm. and raising our light. They don't want us to ascend back to the fifth dimension or for some of us higher. So what they're going to try to do is keep us down. And I when I first really started increasing my, my light five years ago, I had some pretty severe attacks. So I got really good at clearing entities because they like, especially if you're a powerful light worker, they will try to dim your light because they don't want, you know, it's, it's a battle between the light and the darkness here. Yeah. And how, how will you know if you've got some of these entities attached to you? I ask every morning. Yeah. So, so say, say, you know, for us light workers that can that can tap into this, but what about people that are just learning or just starting out? How how would they know if if something like this is happening? So there's a process that I also learned from Topican Healing. It's called a true light score. Mm -hmm. And what it does, it measures the positive and the negative energies in a person, place, or thing. Mm -hmm. So I will start by asking, you know, if I'm working with a client, the first thing I ask is what their what their light score is. And then if it's low, I know they have entities attached. Oh, okay. And then oh, I start good. clearing. And so you were mentioning a little bit before about a walk-in. Now, what is a walk-in? Can you explain that for our listeners? So a walk-in is where another soul would walk into your body or you can have part of your soul that hasn't come down yet and it's more considered a higher self upgrade. Okay. There's two kinds. Wow. 
Okay, that's interesting. Like, well, I don't I, know if you know who John Velo Melchizedek is, but he he was actually a full walk-in where it was just a complete new soul that walked into a body and then the natal soul walks out. Okay, so they just replaced it. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow, cool. So yeah. next time, my, my barber shop has a sign on the door that says, we accept walk-ins. I'm going to look at that <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm going to get my hair cut here. (laughs) Yeah, that might encourage it to happen, right? Because you can manifest that. (laughs) Oh, man. So so one more question. An entity is not necessarily... Uh, the the uh, soul or the being the being of uh, uh, the essence of a human that has left the form. It could be an entity of a different form, not necessarily from a human. Well, usually they're they carry a dark vibration. I have found one entity called darkness masked masked in light, and it's kind of tricky and it's harder to clear. What it does, it does take the vibration of a soul and then it infiltrates. The person's body so the person ends up with like two souls in their body wow so then i wow. have to remove that soul with that negative entity and uh, you know i do it all with light and with source so how would you how would you recognize somebody that something like this is happening to so i because i'm clairsentient claircognizant i just feel it and i know right yeah. away i can i mean i can feel it just by looking at them Okay. And then as soon as I connect with their higher self and I ask, yeah, I just ask, you know, are they darkness, masked and light? And I'll get a yes or a no. And then I know if their light score is really low, then I know. And I keep clearing and clearing and clearing until they don't have any entities, entity interferences, until they're not darkness, masked and light or a shapeshifter, till they don't have any demons. I just clear it all. Because my goal wow. is um, to increase the light here on the planet. Yeah. So I do that just by you know, helping one person at a time and, and clearing them. I clear houses. If I go into a house, okay. I feel negative energy, I'll clear the house. Or if there's a soul that's there that hasn't crossed over, you know, they'll be like, Oh, Hey, somebody's here that can cross us over. And they just like get my attention and I have to and, cross over. And I, I know that, um, the pets are really good at picking up on these entities too. Um, I was talking to I was talking to an animal communicator not that long ago who um, was explaining to me because my my pets would sometimes this was years ago my little dog um, would just stand there and just start barking like at nothing like we are we obviously couldn't see what it was but she would bark and she would bark until we kind of like close the door and kind of and I never realized that what she was actually seeing was actually some sort of entity or some sort of spirit that had kind of resided there because they're actually very highly tapped in the animals so yeah I had a cat that could see demons and she would sit at the window (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like but there's nothing there you know and then sometimes I would go to open the door and let her out because he was an outdoor cat and he would go and come back in. He wouldn't even go outside if it was outside the front door. Yeah, they're yeah. very tuned in. They're very tapped into that sort of stuff. And even even um, the dogs that I've got now, because we had to put our dog down oh, three or four years ago because uh, she had kidney disease. And and um, our dogs now will often sit there and they would, like my older dog, because my younger dog didn't know her, but my older dog would just sit there and just gaze. And I just knew that our other dog was just sitting there right right in front of him because you could see the look in his eye. 
Um, so it's amazing to watch them because they're so tapped into their to their to spirit and to um, you know to the entities around them. So quite and remarkable. Animals can be full returns as well. And I know that yeah. humans can be full returns, but animals can too. I have a cat. Um, that's been with me since I was a child and he's on his fifth body now with me well this is the thing like we've got we've got after she passed we went and we got another dog because for for my daughter because she was dealing with anxiety and and it was kind of and losing the other one was a bit hard so we got another dog and I swear that there are so many so many similarities with this other with this other dog that I believe that she's come back to us but yeah. she's um but she's just kind of like an upgraded version because this one is crazy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this one is like jumps all over the place. She she goes absolutely nuts when we like when she's not around her other dog. She goes absolutely nuts. So it's yeah, it's quite funny. But I do I do believe that there is some aspect of of our previous dog in her. Yeah. So besides connecting with human souls, I can connect with animal souls and oh. you know, talk to them and ask them. You know, and then I have something that has happened to me, which is called soul recognition, mm-hmm. where I recognize the soul, even though it's not in the same body. And that's what's been ha- with my animals. I'm like, boy, he looks like you. That looks familiar. And then I'm like, are you, you know, my last cat, his name was White Paws. I'm like, are you White Paws? And I get this big yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I have to adopt you then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah. One other question uh, about clearing entities. Are, are there practical methods to to like clear a house? I've heard just using uh, sage or, or uh, sound tones. Does mm-hmm. that work? So there's many different ways to clear. And I think every person should find a way that works the best for them. Um, I have not used sage or, or tuning forks to clear. So I don't know about them. If they work or not, I know that a lot of people burn sage. For me um, personally, I think because the entities that were coming were strong. If I burn sage, it didn't clear them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know with myself that uh, my daughter, she actually runs a business from home, so she's actually a lash tech, and and so she has a lot of clients that come in. Uh, so I'm I'm consciously aware. Um, thankfully her clients are pretty pretty good um, but I'm consciously aware of the different energies that come into the house and so you know I will do some clearing exercises and I will have my my frequencies my sound frequencies on that can that can help with that so I think that I think that it is important to recognize the energies that are around you and um and so yeah and I have I have done sage before but I think it depends on the level of the entity too like you said yeah. if you've got something that's really strong um then you're probably going to need something a little bit a little bit more intense and get somebody like yourself that can come in and and actually clear it for you so yeah. will you know if there's if there's entities in your house is it kind of like when you've got like energy vampires where it just sucks the energy out of you will you notice will someone physically notice that you can. And so besides asking um, what my light score is, I ask, what is the light score of my house? Or I have a property mm-hmm. boundary line because I have a universal shield. You know, I'll ask, what's the light score of my property boundary? You yeah. know, so I, I ask, I ask and I get scores because some of them are tricky. And like the darkness masked in light, it masks itself in light. So you uh. don't see it and you don't know it's there because you think That's you're looking at light. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's cool. Now, Sometimes clear the more powerful ones. I'll use two or three things. I'll do light language. I'll do my normal way of clearing. I'll call in the violet flame. Um, I use Andaras. Andaras are very powerful. I have one Andara that clears. And some of them, I have to use all four of those things to clear if it's a really, really powerful entity. So what is a, what is an Andara? And Andara is uh, like a crystal, but mm -hmm. it's not from this earth. It was not made by the earth. It comes from Andromeda. And they were actually brought here, you know, mm -hmm. thousands, thousands of years ago. And they were buried here and um, they were planted here. So whereabouts did you, whereabouts did you get a handle on that then? Um, well, you know, I just feel like that when I'm ready and I'm vibrating at that frequency, that information comes to you. Absolutely. So I found out about Andara's. I have one here I can show you. So yeah. this is one. Oh, that's pretty. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's this pretty. happens to be a violet one. Um, nice. So they kind of look like glass, but you can see that this one's not glass. It has crystals on it and stuff yeah. right here. And so they carry a very, very high vibration and they're very multidimensional mm -hmm. and they're very good at clearing and they're sometimes called destiny stones. So that will help you um, discover your soul purpose and what your path is. And they're also, they work for ascension. They help you elevate your vibration and wow. they're monatomic, which means they're only made of one element. And they don't, they have no duality. So they don't need it like your regular crystals. You have to clear them mm -hmm. and put them out under the moon or the sun. With Andaras, you don't have to do that. Okay. So they, they have no duality. Um, they don't absorb any negative energy. Fantastic. And you they, know. they talk to me, they tell me their names. They all have different names. Um, they they like to play games. Since they're multidimensional, they come and go. They yeah. you know they sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. Oh, that's <laughs> sometimes they change colors. I'll be like, okay, where are you today? <laughs> I'd like to play with you. That's a fun game. <laughs> yeah, well, but they're 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 magical stones. They yeah. they really are. Decades ago, there used to be pet rocks. So they sound like pet rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, I sleep with some of mine, so I guess they are kind of my pets. <laughs> well, I, I am absolutely fascinated that you do light language. Can can we talk about that and explain? Is light language a universal language amongst the beings and races of, of all the different galaxies? And even though uh, humans don't understand it, does it benefit us just from hearing it? So light language is in a way a universal language because it's the language of your soul. And since mm -hmm. we all have souls, you know, so but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dialects because each soul is going to speak different. Like I think I speak over last time I asked and checked over 2000 different dialects. Wow. And so it's kind of like Reiki where it has the <laughs> wisdom of its own. And it'll go exactly where you need the healing, even if you don't know that you need healing there. You can also give it intention. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I'm channeling light language, like I'll get visions and then I'll share. That's the way I translate. I'll share with the person what I saw while I was channeling light language for them. Can can you channel some light language for us right now? Sure. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Okay. 
satiakaya koshokani atatiataya, osho satiakaya kolo kani ashi atataya, kolo kia katiataya koshokani atatiataya, istapatiakaya koshokani atiataya, kali atataya, osho kani atataya, toni ashishia, taya tatiato. That was for manifestation. Oh, fantastic. That was just, that was just so calming and what was what was it um so that so that's that's to manifest um yeah. oh fantastic okay that's but cool i love my language channeled it i mean what was the source uh coming through you as you being the channel well i just asked for manifestation energy and i just let it come and right now, a lot of my teams here that I called in before. Hey, I team. <laughs> so probably a little bit of all of them. <laughs> oh, wow. So so um, what was I going to say? I'm losing my train of thought here. So you do emotional healing too, because we know how important emotional clearing is um, for us to be able to to ascend to to reach our our highest level of light so what what ways do you do you deal with the emotional clearing so the emotional clearing I feel is one of the most important things yeah um I, that's how I achieved a lot of physical healing I just started clearing myself and clearing myself and clearing myself because my body had so many stuck emotions yeah. and you can also clear your animals as well Okay. And how, how will also have stuck emotions. And I started with, you know, Topican healing. I also recommend for somebody who's just getting started, who doesn't really understand it. There's a really good book called the emotion code by Bradley Nelson. Yes. Yep. So I started that way. Now, since then I've gotten, um, I'm also a hybrid mantis. And so my brain works really fast and I thought, Oh, this is just too slow for me. I, I can't, I can't do it this slow. So I've, um, attracted what I need. I'm good at manifesting and attracting what I need. And I've just gotten faster and faster and faster at it. So now I can clear stuck emotions very quickly where before it would be one at a time, one at a time. And emotions are in layers, you know, kind of mm. like the onion. I would clear them all out of my body. And then, for example, each illness I had, I had to clear all the stuck emotions from that illness. Or when I was clearing trauma, I cleared each of the traumas from my body and each one of the traumas had stuck emotions to them. One of the things I had was fibromyalgia, for mm -hmm. example, and I cleared each trauma from my body that I believed was contributing to, because I feel like I, I healed my fibromyalgia. I don't have it really anymore. I mean, once in a while it might flare up, but I don't have the pain anymore. Oh, um, that's awesome. I remember, I remember years ago, um, because I'm actually a naturopath. I actually started off as a naturopath and a massage therapist. And so I remember one day I had a lady come in and she had fibromyalgia and I could barely touch her without her just about jumping off the table. She was in so much pain. And yeah. the interesting thing was that she was also a client of mine um, as a naturopath and um, she had so much built up um, yeah. uh, built up emotions and she would sit in my office and she'd just cry. And yeah. it wasn't just about the pain. She was, she was in a um, relationship that was highly... Um, toxic and you know she had something like seven kids or something and that'll do it to you um, but, 
but it's it was interesting because she really wanted to release that pain but until we could actually tap into that emotional side I think it's very difficult to be able to move on because like you said there is when we have illness Carl has a power of eight healing group that he does um, which is incredible and and we've done a lot of healings haven't you Carl in that in that particular session and a lot of it comes back to emotional emotional stuff and people will recognize this and you know and even even like my mum and that that she goes through people that have gone through trauma quite bad trauma can often manifest in in so many different ways so yeah. um I think emotional clearing I think is something that we all need to probably tackle at some at some point if we're wanting to heal from some physical physical illness of any kind yes so with the fibromyalgia after I cleared all of the traumas Mm. then I started with my body I had to clear all of the stuck emotions out of my muscles out of my fascia out of my ligaments out of the joints I mean I just like took it because I learned from somebody who was a medical doctor I mean I just broke it all down and I just cleared and cleared and cleared and cleared I once had um somebody who I was studying with ascension with and she's like you could clear all day long 365 days a year and still not clear everything you need to clear and I was like but you didn't even know how much clearing I've done and she's like doesn't matter multitask clear while you're doing the dishes clear you can do a command before you go to bed that says I now clear all that no longer serves and say that command every night before you go to bed and your soul will clear all night long. I mean, you just need to clear and clear and clear and clear. And since I've cleared, I rise, raise my vibration and I really accelerated in my path by clearing all that stuck energy out of me. Wow. And that's something that we can do as you know, that anybody can do, like like Jay said, before you go to bed at night, just just set the intention and and let your let your higher self and your soul know I I need this cleared before you know while I'm sleeping, um yep. because some some miraculous it's just like the the other night I started to feel a little my family's been a bit sick they've had like the colds and flus and that sort of thing, and so I started kind of getting a little bit of a scratchy throat, and I remember going to bed that night and I said no, this is not happening. And I said, you know, overnight I set the intention, can you heal me so that, you know, I'm healthy and and thing in the morning. I woke up the next morning and I was completely fine. So I think that we can set the intention if we allow our higher self and our soul to work, they'll they'll work on it for us. Yeah. Everybody also has a body elemental. Yep. So you can always ask your body elemental to heal anything. I happen to know the name of mine because I asked and got yeah. to know him. So yeah, the other thing you can do, you can ask your higher self to do a body scan. And I actually feel it. It kind of is like a buzzing noise and it'll go, Neen! and then it'll stop right where there's a problem. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that's where I need to heal. So you, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Uh, One of the things that was the most profound for me was clearing my heart wall, which Mm -hmm. I learned about in the emotion code. And my heart wall was 691 miles thick. And I went, oh my gosh. Once I cleared my heart wall, I could feel my heart for the first time in my life. I think because of all the pain and the trauma. trauma. and, And, you know, having, being able to be in our heart is so important for ascension. It is. It is. Wow, six hundred ninety-one miles. I think I think that that's um, 
but you went through a lot of trauma as trauma as a child so yeah a lot of lifetimes of trauma probably so um yeah so you can kind of understand that so what were you going to say Carl? I think that we have to remember too that humans have free will so Mm. it you know, emotional clearing, I mean, you can actually just simply choose, say, I no longer choose to accept this fear, this Mm -hmm. emotion of fear or sadness. I mean, we do have free will. We do have power to to choose and point ourselves in that direction. You have to be consistent with it because Mm. if if you spend 25 years uh, vibrating in the emotion of fear, it's not going to happen overnight, but you have to stay uh, stay purposeful with it and, and say, I don't choose fear anymore. I choose love. I choose yeah. love. You know? And but I free, think free will is huge. Yeah. And I think the thing is that with, um, you know, until we can get our egos out of the way and we can actually start to tap into the higher self and start to recognize that, you know, it is about love and that fear really doesn't exist it's an illusion and I think that we once we can do that um, unfortunately we've we've been programmed so much to to fear everything you look at everything around you it's about fear um, you know you watch the news and which I don't I never watch news it's like I don't either <laughs> it's like my son came to me the other day and, and goes mom did you hear about such and such and I said nope I have no clue I said I turn off my news feed on Facebook I don't watch the news I don't listen to the news <laughs> um, because I I and I've had people say you you really are on your own planet aren't you and I said yep <laughs> <laughs> and I'm loving it where I am. <laughs> so I think it's important that we um that we're really conscious of of what we allow to come in because that is what will actually create this fear within us. So absolutely. Good point, Carl. Well, another thing that I would like to ask you about, Jay, is I, I know again, I, I looked at your website and it's it's pretty awesome. You describe yourself as an old soul. Can you tell us about some of your past lives and experiences? Oh, wow. Okay. So I kind of, because I love to talk to my higher self, I asked my higher self and I liked my, my massage therapist teases me. She's like, oh, you and your numbers, but I've had 756,536 timelines since the moment I was created. Cool. And <laughs> And I'm trying to, one of the, my hobby, I guess, and when I, my downtime, I'm trying to figure out every single one of those timelines. And I figured out a lot of them. Most of them are galactic. Um, I am a violet flame earth angel. So about 500,000 of those was as a violet flame earth angel. And then um, as far as my earth ones, oh my gosh, I've had so many. Mm. Um, Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of timelines. No wonder your heart wall was 691 miles <laughs> thick. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wow. This is this has been so interesting. I can't believe that we've already been talking for 45 minutes. But I am I am really interested in us doing that healing that you were that you were talking about because I think that's really important for our um for our listeners. Yes. So what was the most profound for me was removing my heart wall. And like, so when you're in your mind, you're in your ego, as soon as you drop down into your heart, you're in love. So what I wanted to do was to now, I mean, when I first started with my heart wall, it took me a couple months to remove the whole thing. Now Mm -hmm. I can do it like that. 
And so what I would like to do for you and for our listeners is to do a heart wall removal for everybody. So whether you're listening live or you're watching the replay, I'm going to remove your heart wall because I believe that's so important for everybody to be in their heart space and to be in a place of love. You need to be in your heart for ascension. And we all need more love on this planet. Love is one of the highest and frequencies on the planet. Oh, that would be awesome. We would we would be really grateful for that. Okay, good. I'll do that right now. Great. It's done. Oh, nice. Girls. (laughs) You're just experiencing it. I was was too. I was like, "Mm, this is nice. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for being with us today. We've really thoroughly enjoyed it. And to learn about you and um, what you have going on and all the great work that you're doing. So can you let our listeners know how they may get in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is Jay's Angel Light, and it's jaysangellight.com. And you can always email me at jaysangellight at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for this for this chat. And um, you really are a beacon of light. We've actually we've absolutely loved it. So where you, Carl? Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you well. so much. And you enjoy um, your evening. I know it's it's probably almost bedtime now um, or dinner time. One of the two. I'm going to go for a walk on the beach. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, is it is it um, quite warm over there at the moment? Oh yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll speak to what's that? It's Florida. It's always warm. <laughs> true, true, true. I was speaking to somebody in the UK last night, and of course, I've got their heat wave going on. And I said, "Oh, what's the what's the temperature over there?" And she goes, "Oh, about thirty six degrees Celsius." And I said, "Oh, thirty six degrees Celsius in Australia. They're out on the beach." So, <laughs> um, so it's funny how in different area parts of the world. Um, we all experience it differently because, of course, in the UK, it's cold most of the time. So um, so they're struggling a little bit over there. But, um, yeah, but thank you so much for being with us today. And I look forward to chatting to you soon, Jay. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank Mwah. you. Love, Love and light, light Jay. Bye. Love and light. Bye-bye.